everybody, it's Gary Vaynerchuk, and you're listening to The Jeff Effect. This is Nigel, producer here at The Jeff Effect. You know, Jeff had a great conversation with Mark Ainsworth over from uh, Captivate FM talking all about podcasting and how it's great for businesses and how they can use it. We thought you'd like to give it a listen. Here you go. This topic is driving me crazy and it's fascinating and I'm going nuts in this whole magical, mystical land of Oz we call podcasting. So I want to talk to you a little bit about that. So, but before, since we're already recording, I'm just going to say this is Mark Asquith of Captivate FM and they are my podcast host, but, but, this is a non-compensated appearance. This is just us two guys talking about podcasting. But you talk, but you've been around podcasting for like forever. So you do a much, just go ahead and do a much better introduction of yourself than I could ever do. Go ahead and tell people about yourself. Yeah, I mean it's a it's an interesting one. We uh, so we, we we run a number of companies in podcasting. Uh, primarily the one that people know us for is Captivate.fm, which is, is the podcast hosting platform. Um, but we do, we do do a number of other things. We started in podcast with a, podcasting with a managed WordPress platform uh, called Podcast Websites, which we still run to this day. It's a great little business, really, really helps a lot of people with their managed WordPress uh, needs for podcasting. And we run another couple of things as well. We've got a recording studio here uh, under our kind of parent banner, Rebel Based Media. We've got Productivity, which is our interaction tech startup in podcasting. We've got a number, a number of other initiatives like podcastsuccessacademy.com, which is just undergoing a bit of a revamp at the minute, but that's kind of our, you know, our free education portal for podcasters. So yeah, everything that we do is just, just geared up to helping people in podcasting. But you're right. Yeah, I've been in it. It's a weird one. Like I have been in it for a while and I forget that I've been in it for a while. Um, <laughs> like it's, it's, it's weird. I started in podcasting 2000, I want to say 2013-ish um, with a completely hobbyist show, uh, which led to everything that I do now, which is kind of bizarre to think about um, because, you know, I mean, podcasting really came about in 2005, 2006, and, and, and I still feel like a newbie into the space. But yeah, I, I suppose now you've said it, I've been in it seven years, which is weird. You know, just, uh, you know, I got, I, I got a couple of years on you. I've been around the, the horn a few times. And all I can say is one day you're going to wake up and go, hold on a second. How did I become the old guy? What, what happened? Oh, man, honestly, I'm, I'm starting to see a little bit of that in, 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 <laughs> in some of the, some of the ways that I interact with people where, you know, you might see something in the space and, and you, you know, I'm now starting to say, oh, I've seen that before a few times. That's rubbish. Oh, that's going to be good. I've seen that a few times. And it's, yeah. you know, a few years ago, it was like, Ooh, look at this. This is good. This is new. This is new. And now I'm just, nah, I've seen that before. Um, so I do feel, I do feel like one of those guys already. <laughs> all right. Well, now a quick note on geography. First of all, I, you know, cause I'm, I'm listening to your podcast as well. Cause you're, you're part of this, uh, brain trust I've assembled. You are a member of it. You don't. You didn't know you were a member of my brain trust, but you are because I'm. I've been doing podcasting for like five weeks, right? And so I. I need to learn. I'm like. I'm like drinking from the fire hose and learning as much as I possibly can, as fast as I possibly can. And you're participating in that. And so quickly, we have to do a quick geography note. First thing on a recent podcast, I heard you say that uh, you, you, were, you were lamenting that you weren't retired and living on a beach in Aruba. But I know, I, and I, and I, I want to comment on that, by starting by saying, I think you're, I think you're, you're somewhere near Leeds physically. Are you not? Yeah. So we are, we are 
20 miles from Leeds. We're right in the middle of Leeds and Sheffield, right in the center of the UK. Right. And so, so if you're for all, you know, cause I, I believe it or not, I've already got podcasters, people listening to my podcast all over the world. If you're not familiar with the UK, if you take the main Island of the UK, which is Wales, England, Scotland, and if you balance it on a head of a pin, that would be about where he lives. That he's, he's right smack dab in the, in the middle of the main Island there in the UK. Been there, been there three or four times myself on business. It's a great part, great part of, uh, of England, like it very much. But you said you couldn't, you weren't retired to Aruba yet. And you were kind of almost asked in a podcast, you said that and you almost sound like you were lamenting it. I'm going to tell you, I'm sitting here in Puerto Rico. So they, if you want to be in Aruba, my friend, they got the internet there. Just saying, I mean, you don't, you don't have to be, Leeds is wonderful, but you can be doing this from Aruba or Puerto Rico or St. Thomas if you want to be. <laughs> well, that is true. It seems like everyone I know is moving to Puerto Rico. I've got some friends out there as well. It seems like, like you are now, I think, the third or fourth person that I know lives in Puerto Rico. So uh, fair play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It always looks like it's quite nice and temperate there. That's for sure. Uh, it's, it's, it's certainly sunny. Okay, so let's, let's launch into it. Now, so the first things first. Everybody, you know, we're talking, you've seen a lot of podcasters come and go, and this is going to be kind of, you know, I'm also aware this may be a little sensitive to you because you're in the business of hosting podcasts. And in a way, you don't really care why somebody's starting a podcast, but a lot of the people who listen to me or who follow me or who think for some crazy reason that I might say something smart every once in a while, they uh, are looking to me for communications advice, messaging advice. You know, how to use the different technology tools to take and get a message across. And uh, so the, the why, it's like why you use a wrench. You know, you have a hammer, you got a wrench, you got a saw. You got different tools for different in your toolbox for different tasks that you want to perform. And people do podcasts for some crazy different reasons, right? So, so let me run down some of these things. Um, I see a lot of people right now who want uh, what I call, they want a, a golden magic ticket. They, they, they think that, hey, this is it. I'm going to take and start a podcast. I'm going to get sponsors and I'm going to be rich and drive a Lamborghini. There's those guys. Um, there's people who just want to sell stuff. And I listened to a few of their podcasts and, you know, uh, you know, respectfully, God help them. Um, there are some people who are, who just have this thing in them where they're compelled to, to create and to create content. I like those folks. Sometimes they do something that's very entertaining. There's a lot of podcasts out there that are just about entertainment, like the, the Ron Burgundy podcast or the Dennis Miller option. These are things that are just built around, you know, making you giggle a little bit when you're on your morning walk. Those are very good too. Um, some people, there's a lot of people out there that are just excited because this is the quote unquote, and you, you, you know, there's a podcast, you can't see it, but I'm literally holding my fingers in the air, making those stupid air quotes. This is the, this is the new thing. This is the new big thing that's going to change the world. And people are just kind of tinkering with it. And then some people take kind of a really long branding approach. And I think in my, my personal opinion, that's, that's, that's where I'm at. I mean, that's not only do I enjoy this process, creative process, I'm looking that this is a long-term play. I mean, I've, I've, got, I've got miles be, to go before I sleep. So what, what, when you look at the landscape out there, how do you view these purposes? What do you think is the, the right application for a podcast? Well, there are only really three applications for a podcast. I actually published an episode on this yesterday, uh, which is random. And there are only three reasons to podcast. Number one, you want to do it to be entertaining and you enjoy it and it's a hobby. Number two, you want to make it your business. Or number three, it benefits a business. There are the only three reasons. And you can, you know, you can take every podcast out there in the world and you can categorize them into one or more of those 
uh, three categories. And what I mean by that is that you take a show like, you know, my good friend, Mr. Jonathan Oakes, who started Trivial Warfare in 2015. Um, I remember I was there at the beginning over sushi in yeah. Vegas when he started it. And he started it because he loved it. And it was a hobby. And it was that entertainment factor. Now it's a business. It's become a business and he treats it like a business. And then you've got the other people, like you said, Jeff, that, you know, they want to sell something. So that, that actually they're podcasting to benefit a business um, or they're using it as a form of content marketing. And there is no right or wrong in my view on that. It's just, let's not pretend. Like, let's not pretend that you are a business podcast that's blatantly just interviewing people to build your network and to sell their products to make affiliate income. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. But don't pretend you're doing it for other reasons. And that's not to say that you're not going to be entertaining as a byproduct. That's not to, not to say that you aren't going to make people laugh and that you aren't going to educate people. But, you know, at least at least be open with your intent because there's nothing wrong with that. You don't, walk, you don't walk down the road and see a butcher's, you know, the butcher's shop, and they're not pretending to be anything else. They get the meat, they sell the meat. And if you have a laugh with a guy behind the counter or the woman behind the counter... That's brilliant. That's an added benefit. But they, don't, but they don't pretend to be anything else. And no one thinks any worse of them for not pretending. You know? So that's the thing with podcasting right now is that you know, it's been around for a while that this is, quote unquote, the golden age of podcasting. There is no golden age of anything. It, it's, because golden ages, yes, they come and go. And I get that that's the whole trope around it is that it's the golden age getting now while you can. But for someone somewhere, it's always the golden age of something. Like there's someone somewhere that's crushing it this year with yeah. their blog. And for the first time ever, making a million bucks through their blog in 2020. But if you said, is this the golden age of blogging? People would laugh you out of the room because it's not. You know, people would say, well, of course it's not. But somewhere, somehow, someone is making their first million this year through their blog. And they're not doing anything different to what was done five, 10 years ago when it came to blogging. So it's, it's really about stating that intent and really understanding what, what that means. You know, if you, I, I talked about this on my show yesterday, and it, it, if you are a hobby podcaster, don't beat your podcast up when it doesn't perform like a business. Because if you don't treat it like one and put the 40 hours a week in, you know, it ain't going to perform like one. So, right. yeah, I, I, I mean, so many ways to that. that. Yeah, repeat. See, that, that's, that's, that's interesting. I mean, I, I think that, that, that is a, that, that, you know, that is the meat of that point, right? It's that, you know, if, because I was, I was having this conversation with somebody who was on, on social media yesterday. They were, they were, they were posting on Twitter and they were, com they were complaining about how, they didn't get enough. They were getting more followers. He, he's, you know, he's been doing this for a while. And he doesn't have enough followers, and he was complaining about that. And and I said, well, what what do you want to do? I mean, do you, do you want to take and you know, are you trying to sell something? You're trying to build up your brand. Are you trying to build up your follower count? Because when I looked at his post, he was all over the place, and it's it's like it, it, so so what his he wasn't treat if he wanted it to be a business that he built up a network, he wasn't treating it like that's what he wanted to do. And that's kind of what you're saying here that podcasters have to take and know what they want to do with it. Don't pretend it's anything else and then put in the work to accomplish those objectives. Yeah. And that's the thing. The, the point that you raised right at the end there is you have to have objectives. Um, you know, yeah, you can, you can start a business in the early days without any real objective. Many people start the businesses just to enjoy what they're doing and they make just enough money to make a semi-decent living off it. But at some point you, you have to set objectives for everything, whether it's fitness, whether it's life, whether it's business, whether it's a podcast, you know, you have to set objectives at some point because otherwise you can never progress and you can never, you can never grow. You can never grow beyond, 
the first iteration of what you create, you know, whether that's in terms of creativity, in terms of brand equity that you build up in the brand, or whether that's in terms of actual revenue. You will never progress beyond unless you create some objectives. And that's what so many people don't do. You know, they see a lot of people in podcasting. Um, and I'll tell you, man, you know, they see a lot of people in podcasting that they believe are these huge superstars of podcasting. Let me tell you, a lot of those guys that don't have the downloads that you think they've got, they just <laughs> have the perception that they've got those downloads. You know, believe me, I know about some of this stuff. And it's, it's a shame to see that so many people enter podcasting with false expectations. Um, but to turn that right on its head, there's no reason that you can't become the next huge podcast if you set that as your goal and understand the steps, the repetition, and the consistency required to achieve that. It's, it, it's like anything. You know, it, it, you 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 kind of led into my uh, to one of my next comments on this, and and I you know you said it's not the golden age of podcasting. I I I, and I love how you phrase that. I think it's ac- accurate. I think it's perfect. I mean, but I'm going to say it is probably the what I'm calling what I call the wild west of podcasting, because it is the it's the biggest rush. It's like you know you know when, when you when you had the you know, the gold rush in California, you had literally tens of thousands of people running to the gold fields to try to get some gold. But that didn't mean that some people weren't going to pull some nuggets out of the ground and some people weren't going to dig, stick their shovel into the right spot, right? But that you have tons of people rushing in. But I got to tell you, as somebody who's done, I, you know, I've just done, I've done 11 episodes, Mark. I've done 11 of these. And you believe, hey, hi, welcome to number 12. So, uh, so this, is, this is work. Um, it takes a lot of work. And, and what, I, what I've been trying to do as well is I say, okay, well, who else is in this space? I want to listen to other people. I want to listen to people who are talking about, I mean, I've got this, I'm, I'm deep in, deep in my soul. I'm a human behavior, social scientist, nerd geek. I, I just go crazy on this stuff. I, I love how language is formed. I love how economics makes people do different things, how incentives are aligned. And, and so this podcast is about all the stuff that tickles my brain, right? So I thought, I'll go out and see other people in this space. When other people are talking about communications or marketing or something like that, I wanna, I'm want i going to listen to what they're saying. And so I'll, I'll, I was searching and searching for podcasts. And I go out there and I say, oh, here's a podcast. It's got a great name. Here's some cover art. And then I open it up and, you know, they made, they haven't made an episode in a year. And, and I, I, I'm, uh, so I, 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 if that was a one-off thing, it wouldn't have stuck in my head. But I found dozens and dozens of people who came and they rushed in. And you see, and you've, I've seen this time and time again when blogging was big and when social media was big and when this was big and when that was big and when this was big. And they come rushing in, right? And they, they play with it for a while. And then all of a sudden, the hard work of it, the slog, is everything, that, everything of value takes a bit of hard, in my experience, everything of value takes a bit of hard work and you have to kind of, you have to chew on it for a long time. And sometimes there's some slow periods and people lose steam. And I, I, I want, I'm going mean, to want you to comment on this, but my analogy is kind of like this. We're kind of in a, a, an e-commerce bubble the same way you've got with the, with the rush of Shopify and Wix and Squarespace and all these other simple builders, you've got lots of people starting e-commerce stores. They've rushed in. Shopify is very proud of saying we have 1.2 million stores on the platform, 1.3 million stores on our platform. But the sec- kind of the interesting secret is, yeah, but most of them fall away and most of them never make a dime. You know, so it's it's got to be some, there's something else in there. What do you think about that Wild West analogy? Is this, okay, you know, 
the, the people who rush in, but they don't understand what's really involved to make a go of it. Well, let me ask you, what's your favorite TV show? Wow. Um, uh, favorite TV show. I'm going to, you know what? Easy. Burn, uh, burn notice. Okay. Burn notice. Is that still on? I've never seen it. I apologize. Is that nope, still, nope. is that it, still? It, it's, you nope. Know, you watch it in replays, but I think I've gone, I think I've been binge watched it three times. Exactly. So this is a great point because burn notice is still fantastic. Like my favorite TV show is, is the UK version of the office closely followed by the U S version of the office. Not that closely. The UK edges it by a long, long head. Um, but yeah. the, the point is that this is still great stuff. It really is still great stuff. And it's just like, you know, think back to the 60s when um, you'd seen things like um, some of the stuff that ABC did, you know, Bob Iger at ABC when he put together like Twin Peaks and took a punt on it. That was a bit of a gold rush because there were so many other like random sci-fi things that came through and like weird kind of paranormalist. Like it was this weird gold rush of things. Now, they're all great things. They are all great things. There's nothing wrong with that production quality. And, and, and podcasting is the same thing. So I think what we need to discuss here, and the, the, the real kind of nuts of this is, it's again, it's about intent. Because if you do 100 episodes and think, you know what, this is, this is a crazy amount of work. I can't do it anymore because it's not giving me anything back. I spoke to a very big podcaster last week who wanted some advice. And I told them to can their show. And the reason was that they just weren't in love with it anymore. And they were doing other things that were producing better results. And I said, well, just can your show. But that doesn't mean that there's no value in that show. And it doesn't mean that you've come into this with this wild west approach. It just means that you've tried your hand at it. You've done X amount of episodes. However, if you cap this off properly, there's no reason that it needs to be an acrimonious breakup. It can very easily be a, do you know what? Look, guys, you know, I produced this. Um, right now, I don't have the time to continue it, but I'm going to leave it up because new people will still discover this. It will still be very, very valuable to them. But guess what? If I do produce any new episodes, I'm going to let you know with a brand new trailer that I record if I ever pick this up again. But for now, go and enjoy the back catalog. So I think it's more about the intent. You know, there's no... There's no shame in stopping a podcast. Um, and there's a lot of the OG kind of, you know, some of the older, I've been in this since 2005 people um, that, that are really harsh on people that stop podcasting. And there's no need for it. Like if I start a YouTube channel, if my little nephew starts a YouTube channel and he does 10 videos, I'm not going to berate him for it. I'm going to be like, well played, mate. You've learned how to do X, Y, and Z. It got you in front of a camera. It's built your confidence up. Well played. What are we trying next? All right, karate. Cool. Let's try that. <laughs> so, and it, it, this is the thing. So it, it, it's really about drawing the intent from people. Because I actually agree with it, despite everything I've said. I actually do fully agree with you that there are people coming into this. They're downloading Anchor onto their phone. They're going, test, test, this is a test podcast and throwing it up onto Apple. Just do a search for test podcast in Apple. Just have a look and you'll see what comes up. So it really is about, um, there's nothing wrong with stopping a podcast. There's nothing wrong with it being the Wild West right now because out of the Wild West come all sorts of amazing developments, all sorts of amazing things that stick. There's a pile of stuff that doesn't stick. But it's really about how you handle that. If you create five episodes and then you don't bother, you know, you've done five, just spend two minutes recording another one that says, hey guys, this is me, I'm stopping. Here's why I'm stopping and I might come back later. But 
it's still here for you. We had a good run. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's a weird scenario. And I think it becomes um, right back to the original chat. You know, it's about the reason for entering podcasting. If, if, and it becomes blatantly clear that the people that put 10 episodes up um, and then bail because it's too much work and they're not instant rich off it or they've not got a thousand leads a day through their website because of it. It's really clear that those guys are doing that because the content alludes to that. You know, it's full of ads and links and it's full of go and do this and X, Y, it's fine to have calls to action, but those guys tend to be disproportionately weighted in favor of calls to action. Um, I think the point that I'm trying to get to with this is that as, as ever with everything, you know, there's not a one size fits all here is what podcasting is like because you will get, you know, you'll get people that produce six episodes, you know, inside Star Wars by Wondery. Mark Ramsey and Wondery produced that. Great, great show. Mark did a heck of a job on it. But it's what, eight episodes? But that was their intent. It was a limited series. So like I said, I think there are just more ways to cut this than just, it's the Wild West. Here, everyone's kind of, you know, doing their own thing. I think there are, there are just so many segments to this thing right now. You've, you, you've made a very strong case, but so let's take this. Let's say that, let's say that you're a business and you're deciding how do you know, uh, uh, you know, if podcasting is, you know, as, as a leading question, I've got, I've got, obviously I have my own opinion on it, but how do you know if podcasting is right for your business? Well, you only really know when you've tested it. Like anything, like, is this office space right for my business? Well, it looks like it's right for my business, but two weeks in, what's, why do I keep getting flat tires? Oh, it's because the car park's uneven. I didn't know that. Or is blogging right for my business? Well, yeah, I mean, it takes a heck of a lot of time and I, I can't quite dedicate it to it. And the traffic that comes in is not quite enough. Is this investment in um, the person right? Is this investment in the product right, in the technology right? It, it's just like everything. Um, you know, podcasting, if we really go specific on looking at it through that lens, podcasting is just one more channel of marketing. You know what it's like. It's just yeah. one more channel in the marketing mix, you know, and it can't be seen in isolation. It's got to support a brand strategy. It's got to support a strong marketing strategy. And tactically, it's got to have things in there that will force people to take some channel shift action that will pu push people from um, being a podcast listener to being an email subscriber or being a social follower and subsequently um, a, an attendee on your webinar. So, you know, if we're purely going through that lens, quite literally the only way to figure out if podcasting is right for a business is to test it. And it's very easy to make the case one way or the other. And I see a lot of people that that do this. Um, you know, a lot of people in podcasting in the Facebook groups will say, don't start a podcast unless you can dedicate all of your time to it forever because it's more than just a project. No, it's not. It is not. It is a project. If I'm Chase Bank and I want to get into podcasting with a limited series produced by VaynerMedia to attack a specific segment of a market, you better believe that this is a one-time project. Um, so like I said, it really depends on the goals of the business, but the only way is to genuinely build a product and a project out that's got its own accountability built in. It's got its own indicators, its own performance metrics, and say, in hindsight, after you've produced this podcast, did it hit these targets? And if it didn't, what's the criteria for burning it? If, it's, if, if it gets 30% less than we expect, is it worth sticking with or is it worth burning? And that, it's just like anything in business. That's the only way we can test it. 
Yeah, that's uh, again well said. But let me ask you this: What about as far as uh, you know? Because th- those that shows podcasting as part of kind of a traditional sales and marketing funnel, right? You know, you kind of have you know it's co- it's you know upper upper level content, and you're dropping people in the top of the funnel and seeing how it goes. You know, uh, and uh, how about as far as uh, branding potential? Let me give you my my classic example when I talk about branding. Um, you know, Wrigley Field in Chicago. You a baseball fan by any chance? Do you know, I've been to three baseball stadiums in my entire life, and one of them is Wrigley Field. Perfect. So if you look out past, you know, in, uh, past the home run line in right field at Wrigley Field, there's a 50-foot-wide Budweiser sign, and it's there, right? Now, we all know that's, that's, that's like intuitive branding for us. They probably they sell Budweiser beer at some of the concessions that are in there, right? But there's this big Budweiser sign there, and whenever the fly, big fly ball is flying out to right field, camera pans right by and this big Budweiser signs there. But I guarantee you that there is no way to put a tracking pixel on that Budweiser sign. There's no way to do that. There's, you know, but you, it's almost like a piece of branding and marketing faith that we have that this is a good value because we know it works because we know it works. And, and it's, it's, it's impossible to say, okay, well, I'm going to do a test on this and I'm going to remove the Budweiser sign for one season and see if my branding power changes. There's just too many moving pieces. It's just a part of your branding thing. So what about, I mean, what, how do you take and measure the, is, is there any way in your opinion to measure the brand value of, of uh, podcasting is, uh, you know, specifically podcasting? Yeah, I think so. And I think, you know, the Budweiser example is a good one for, for real, real top of the funnel. And I mean, like way beyond top of the funnel, because, you know, that, that Bud, Budweiser advert is, is very much a, a brand awareness piece. It's just all it's there for is just to keep Bud top of mind when you're looking at Corona and Bud right next to each other, or you're looking at um, Michelob and Bud, or you're looking at, you know, Moretti and Bud. It's just so that you go, oh, yeah, I do like Bud. We know, you know, that's just a pure high quality kind of brand placement, like you suggested. But podcasting is a little bit different because it's really specifically tactical. It's content, and you're right. You know, a lot of it can be top of the funnel stuff, but a lot of it can be real middle of the funnel, even bottom of the funnel stuff, um, even even post funnel stuff. It can be retention stuff. You know, and, and I can I can think of examples that we could use for any of those top of the funnel stuff is content marketing. You know, you could really use this podcast. Um, especially because Google are transcribing the podcast and Apple are transcribing and we know Spotify are now transcribing. It becomes very, very clear when you consider Google in particular, where, you know, if, if I say how to make money as a podcaster, if I Google that and it's my podcast that comes up and I happen to be the creator of a hosting platform that helps you with the tools to make money, it's top of the funnel stuff. If you, if you, you know, we'll skip the middle of the funnel for time's sake, but if you go right to the bottom of the funnel, bottom of the funnel, when someone's done all the comparisons, they're ready to sign up to the host. If someone Googles Captivate versus XYZ hosting, if my podcast is, hey, it's Mark, um, you know, I'm talking about Captivate versus XYZ. Honestly, I'm completely biased because I built Captivate. But there's a reason that I built Captivate and I built it for these five reasons as a podcaster. And that's why I think it will really, really work. And guess what? Just because you listen to this episode, actually, you don't get the normal seven-day free trial. I'm going to give you 14 days. Use this coupon code because actually you discovered this. And then the retention stuff. Ah, it's me again. Welcome to Captivate. Did you know I've got a special bonus episode of, of my, uh, my podcast that's not in the feed? No one can get it. Only you can get it because you've now signed up to Captivate. And that means 
that you're going to get this very special bonus episode. And it's a welcome to Captivate plus three secret hacks from the CEO and the founder. So it can, it can work anywhere in the funnel. But the key thing with this is it comes right down to design. You know, everything needs to be designed. Even the most simple thing gets designed. You know, simplicity is difficult to build, difficult to design. Um, and this is what a lot of podcasters don't do. So I think you've hit on a really good point because so many podcasters come into this as, as um, podcasting is as a marketing channel, but they don't think of podcasting deep enough. They don't think of where does this fit into my funnel because it can fit at so many different levels and you don't need different podcasts for it. You just need different episodes. Um, I do that with my show. You know, there's a, a very clear reason that some of my episodes are why does it take 24 hours for apple to get my new episodes in there and the reason is people have asked on support we can tell people until we are blue in the face but if i send them a link to me talking they're like oh yeah mark said it and you know i've seen him before and i trust him and okay that's cool that's the answer well you know and and let me just take a moment because i'm not blowing smoke at you right and uh this you know I'm actually, a, I, I am a paying customer to you, right? So I, I am your customer. You're not my customer. There's no other relationship there. But one of the reasons I wanted to have you on my podcast is because you guys do a really good job. You, you, you've, you've communicated to me really well. And what I like, let me tell you one, one of the things I like about it and something I've preached to, to, to my customers as well is that what you really need to do is you need to communicate to your customer in the way that they want to be communicated to. The way they're most comfortable, and uh, you know, is it is it, uh, do, do your customers? You know, if your customers want telephone support, then you better have telephone support. If they want self help through KB articles and blog posts, well, then, then that that's that that too. And and if you have video tutorials or podcasts that that if your customers are inclined, that's the way a customer learns. And what we're finding is the more the more we sell globally, the more you're going to find that. There are customers in your pool. Some of them want to listen to, I mean, this is what I do. I mean, I, I go, I, right now I, I exercise five days a week. I queue up 90 minutes worth of, you know, podcasts and recordings. And I go on my walk so that it's, I'm, I'm, I'm working while I'm walking and I take that information. I can't watch a video. I can't read anything else. The podcast is the perfect way to get the information into my brain while I'm exercising. Cause there's just no other way to do it. Right. So it's locate the way, locate the nexus of how the best way to get that, that information to your customer's brain, sometimes that's podcast. And no matter who you are, probably I'd be willing to bet that you have some sort of a mix in your customer base, and your prospect base, that some of them want to read, some of them want to watch, and some of them want to listen. What do you think? Yeah, 100%. People, people often though don't know what they want, which is really bizarre. So when it comes to um, support and things like that in particular, people generally um, want the path of least resistance. And um, I think the, the, the lesson to learn from that is that if you can prove that someone has been heard and that you understand them and that this is, whatever you tell them, this is the path of least resistance. That's what they really, really want. So a lot of people that have got a propensity to read, like I'm not, I, this is bizarre, right? Because I'm, I'm a reader, like I read books until I just, I can't, I was up at 4.30 a.m. this morning for two hours just reading a book. I almost played on my Xbox, but I didn't. I read just <laughs> intellect and all that, apparently. But I should have played my Xbox. But um, 
<laughs> I really should. I was, uh, you know, I, I love reading. I blast through so many books, but man, you give me a blog post to read where I got to learn something. I ain't reading that thing. I'd rather watch a video. And with my videos, I want the bit that I need. I don't want your fluff. But your podcast, I kind of like listening to that because it's on my terms. And so I think the point that I'm getting to there is that very, very often with these things, uh, and I'll bring this back to podcasting in a second, but very, very often people don't know what they need until they go, right, all right, thank you. So people believe they want one thing, but if you can give them the solution as quickly as possible with the path of least resistance, oftentimes they'll not, they won't mind what format it's in. Now, how does that apply to podcasting? Well, you know, especially in the business and the brand side of things, um, it becomes something where you can introduce it as a real solid kind of easy to produce product. You know, if you're an accountant company, my accountant does this really well. So big shout out to Rob, if you're listening, but he does this very, very well with his company. And he was doing this before I even realized he was doing this, man. He, every year after the budget, which is possibly the most important thing for businesses each year. But by Lord, it is the most boring thing for businesses each year. So it's where all the taxes are set out and we find out how much we're paying and all that kind of good stuff. I haven't got time or willingness for that, but I really need that info. So Rob, he just records it and sends it. He's like, dude, here are five things you need to know. Right, cheers, Rob. And the, the, the great thing with that is that now with podcasting, we can scale that level of attention. Um, and it, it's one of those things where the value that we already give just because we're naturally decent at what we do, like you're great at what you do. You know, there are people, Rob's great at what he does. Sam here working on experience at Rebel Base Media and Captivate, she's great at what she does. But we never think to tell people all the little nuggets that are running through our brain. And that's where podcasting can really add value to a business because it's like that one little nugget that you take for granted that's going to solve someone's problem and you will be the absolute best person in their life for that 20 minutes. Um, so a lot to distill there, but that, that's kind of my general thoughts on it. Right. You know, and, and you, you say people don't know what they want. It, it's, uh, I, I say this all the time and I've, I've preached this to my customers and uh, it's you, if people, I'm not saying people are, are not telling the truth, but I'm saying that you can't always believe what people say or what people think they want, but you can evidently trust what people do. So if, if you have an audio channel or a video channel and people are gravitating to that more, that's not a failure of your writing channel. It is, it is your customers telling you how they want to get the information or they're telling you how you're good at delivering information to them because we all have talents, right? I mean, I can write. I've, I've been, I write more than a million. People think I'm lying. I write more than a million words per year. I have analytics to back it up. I write the crap out of things. And, uh, and I love my stuff's been, I, I, some stuff gets read a lot. Some of it doesn't get read much at all. And right now I'm discovering if I'm good with the spoken word, that's something I'm discovering. And we may discover that, Hey, Jeff, you're not that good at it. We have to stick, get, stick to writing. Just, just write. Don't, don't talk to my ears, you know, talk to my eyes. And, and that may work out just fine. But the, my, the audience will eventually tell you that, whether it's your customers or whether it's your employees or whatever audience you have to talk to. Hey, and I, I, you said something in passing a second ago, and I, I know i got to be respectful of all your time. You said that Google is now transcribing podcasts. Is this true? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be a terrible joke to play on you, Jeff. 
<laughs> well, it's, it, I mean, it's like, cause I, right, right now I'm having my podcasts transcribed professionally and, and I'm posting ah. this blog post on the site. That's cool. No, that makes sense. So let me explain a little bit about that. Um, so the transcriptions that Apple, because Apple are doing it as well, um, and even Spotify, I'm 99.9% certain they're doing it now as well. Um, the, the scenario is that they're not giving you the transcriptions, they're using it to index it. So they can now provide long tail search results. Um, so I talk about, you know, um, how far past the Dune Sea was Obi-Wan Kenobi's hut. And <laughs> no one knows that answer. It's just beyond the Dune Sea. But if we talk about it on our Star Wars podcast, and it's very specifically, we say, I wonder how far Obi-Wan Kenobi did live out beyond the Dune Sea. Like there's a high chance now that if someone types that, I know it's a very specific example and a little tongue in cheek, but if someone types that specific question in to a search result, uh, sorry, into a search engine, it's highly likely that that episode of my podcast will come up. Um, And that's, you know, we're in the very, very early days of this. It's very nascent technology, but it is there and it is working. In fact, I was experimenting with it on our Star Wars show a while ago. I did one. um, There's a little rumor that Captain Rex will appear in the Mandalorian. So we recorded an episode about it and I just, you know, I tinkered with some keywords and uh, the title of the episode was, is Captain Rex in the Mandalorian? And that was by far the most downloaded episode of that month. It was, it was a spike and it was transient, but for a very short period, that episode was ranking when people typed that in. Um, so yeah, man, it's, it's very early days for it, but so much opportunity. You know, I'm going to keep an eye on that because that is intensely interesting to me. Um, and so don't be surprised if I follow up at some point with email questions about that particular topic. I think uh, I might have a, uh, sorry to jump in. I might have a blog post on that. Um, yep. changing. You got, yeah. If you do shoot it over to me and, and cause I would love, I would love to, to love to see that. I've not seen that content yet. That'd be great. Since you mentioned Spotify specifically though, just last week, I mean, news is breaking fast in podcasting right now. It's hard and fast and Spotify is ruining a trial run of in-app video podcasting. Are you up to speed on that? Yes, I am. What do you think? Um, it's a funny one, this one, because like, obviously YouTube exists where it didn't exist before. Um, so when Apple did their, um, video podcasting and all that kind of scenario with them, you know, YouTube didn't really probably exist. Um, it's, it's a funny one. It's an interesting one for me. I'm curious about it because they're going to have to do something radically different, um, to this, uh, for, for it to really stick. However, it is curious to me because they obviously do things like show music videos in the background of the app. Um, so I think if it's, if it's peripheral content to start with, like it's not, it's not required to view something, to listen to it. If it's just like, oh, it's on my phone, my phone happens to be unlocked and I can glance at it and look, oh, that's Jeff. That's where he records from. And it's kind of nice. Oh, there's Mark, you know, they're talking to each other. Like that is, it's okay. I think maybe as, as, as regards actual video podcasting, I can't see right now where it fits into the ecosystem, but I've been wrong before um, mm-hmm. a hell of a lot. And, you know, I just think that when podcasting really started tinkering with video podcasting, YouTube didn't exist and Facebook watch didn't exist and TikTok didn't exist and IGTV didn't exist. So it's an interesting play. It's, I'll say that. I will say that for it. 
Okay. Well, you know, I, I, we'll, we'll both be following that together then. How about a quick word before we go about podcast freedom? I know you've you've expressed several times on uh, in in different different podcasts about your concerns about Spotify's seeming efforts at what I call world podcast domination, and then just just in the last few days, Google Play suspended Podcast Addict, and then that was just reversed either yesterday or something very similar to. So you have this fighting over free speech and podcasting something near and freaking dear to my heart is 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 that the solution to bad speech is more speech but you know what are your thoughts about the state of podcast free speech freedom so i think the open nature of podcasting is something that always sets it apart you know if you look at uh, what google did with youtube um you know they've got youtube studio you can do some editing of videos in there um, and it's a closed ecosystem. Ultimately, they're responsible for their own analytics and so on and so forth. And I do believe that that's what Spotify is trying to do in podcasting. I think when you look at what their anchor acquisition meant for podcasting long term, I think their end goal is to allow you to record and directly upload into Spotify. And I got absolutely hammered for this two years ago when I predicted that <laughs> Spotify wouldn't need RSS fees for podcasts. And I stand by it. Um, they, they do not need your RSS feed. They are only using your RSS feed because it already exists. And I believe in the future, a play from them will come where they allow you to upload directly to Spotify, but there's no way of syndicating it out to other places. I don't think their acquisition of Anchor was an accident. Um, outside of needing it for the ad tech and stuff as well. Um, Google's a funny one. Yeah, that was, that was naughty. You know, getting rid of podcast addict because it's it theoretically it included some COVID chat. Um, you know, it's it's a bizarre one this because if it, it it is it is the biggest competitor to Google Podcasts on the Google Play Store, um, and it's you know obviously it's Google. It's it's certainly not a surprise that they would do this kind of thing. But knowing the Google Podcast team, how I know them, you know, they're a very solid and very fair team. You know, they're good people. Zach and his team are very good people. Um, so I hope it doesn't happen again. I'm sure it will. It's happened before. And I think that will happen, um, to, to speak to the larger point around free speech, you know, things are always going to change and, and the open nature of podcasting is ripe for change. I hope it doesn't happen, but as, as, as dollars flow in more control will need to be exercised, um, or at least will need to be talked about by the people that are spending the dollars. You know, they will want more control over things. It's inevitable. The people with the dollars largely make the rules. It's a shame, but it's just the way that a lot of things work. Um, so I see thinking further ahead, you know, again, I, I put a piece about this, out, um, which is, um, I can't remember what it's called, but it's along the lines of big podcasting versus indie podcasting. There'll be a fracture. There's already already a fracture happening. Um, you know, you've got a company like Wondery, who's who's heavily funded company, got investors. The only way to repay investors is by making money. The only way to make money in podcasting is either through sponsorships or through selling IP to be made into TV shows, movies, books, and other certain intellectual property. Um, so, you know, those guys are, are entering podcasting not to be independent podcasters. They don't care about RSS. And, you know, I'm, I, this is I'm putting words in their mouth. I don't know if they do, but I would imagine they don't care about RSS. As long as their shows appear in the places with the biggest audiences, who cares whether it's distributed via RSS? And that is where the split will occur in mm. the indie podcasters and the podcasters that have always podcasted. Podcasted, that's right. They will yeah. always want to distribute and control their own feeds where this didn't exist really in the YouTube days. You know, it was just, oh, look, online video. Yeah, YouTube, it is what it is. Podcasting comes from an open 
background. And I believe there will be a fracture. And I think it's already happening. Well, you know what, Mark, we, I've, I've really enjoyed the chat. I hope you've enjoyed yourself too. Um, it's been great. You've been more than generous with your time and I, and I, and I gotta let you go. Uh, tell people how to find you. Uh, you know, I, I found you at Captivate.fm. Any other digits you want to drop on them? No, that's great. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah, Captivate.fm um, if you want to start your own podcast, of course. And just hit me up on Twitter. We can always have a good chat over there, at Mr. Asquith. I'm always very open to chatting and uh, just getting to know people more. So, yeah, that's probably the best place, man. It's, it's at Mr. Asquith on Twitter. All right. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be checking you out on your, on your live broadcasts on Facebook and I'll be following your podcast and it's been great. I look forward to working with you for many years to come and thanks again for coming. And this is the Jeff effect folks. Talk to you all soon. Bye Mark. Thanks Jeff. Cheers. Right then. Good podcast, right? I think so. Anyway, Jeff would want me to tell you, uh, you can take and find him anytime you want him on jeffeffect.com or you can just chat with him with a DM on Twitter. It's it's at jeffreyjhardy.com. It's still the best way to get a hold of him because he's on Twitter all the time. It's very annoying. Nobody likes it when he's on that thing. Anyway, so that's it for this time. Thanks for tuning in. Well, you know, if you told anyone that uh, Jeff has an oddly shaped head, no one would doubt you for a moment. Mm-hmm.